0: Yo, what's happening with What's Happening? Welcome to What's Happening, I'm Brad. I'm Fred. For so sure we talk about what's happening. What's happening with you, bro?
1: Uh, not much, just getting back from Houston. Uh, had a great time with the missus for Mother's Day. Been doing whatever she wanted to do, uh, visiting the in-laws. Just chilling. What's going on with you?
0: Man, not a whole lot, man. I, I uh we stayed at home for Mother's Day, but um, you know, I um I think we did all right this year. You know, I had to go out and get the grill because you showed me yours off, off camera last week. Off air you showed me yours. So I had to go ahead and make sure I'm able to grill too. I can't have my brother out here solo dolo. So got up Saturday morning before work went bought a grill bought some meats bought some veggies sunday um you know we made it happen man you know it was real simple it was real low-key but the um uh, the wife needed a new coffee pot and uh you know i sneakily ordered her a coffee pot but she didn't realize it had the kids do a um we did a homemade like mother's day card but it was like craft it you know what i'm saying i'll send it to you actually i gotta find it because i gave it to her oh there it is. <laughs> it's, it's uh, over there once. but i'll uh, i'll send it to you you know i mean yeah you know, i think we did it we did it right and then the stakes that i made they
1: look like they was on point
0: uh, bruh look here you know me for a long time you know if i can't do nothing else i can do three things i could talk some trash. I know about basketball and I know how to cook. And bruh, I'm Mm -hmm. telling you, I have never made steaks better. Never, not even close to the point point where what I had to do, I made made it early. What I did was I bought some sausages and stuff to throw on the grill for lunch as well. So I just did lunch and dinner all at the same time. The plan was we're going to have it done when everybody's ready for dinner. It's already out there. Go ahead and get it. I was like, you know what? I need me a steak for lunch. I can't deal with reheating this.
1: (laughs) This
0: this was heaven sent. So, um, and like I knew I cooked it good from the way the picture looked. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I I knew I cooked it good then. Man, that
1: video when you lifted it up and how juicy it was I said, oh, <laughs> that motherfucker looked off the sky.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm gonna have to go ahead and, and do that again. Probably this weekend. You know what I'm saying? Probably this weekend. Probably I, Friday.
1: Ain't nothing wrong with it. You know how it is when when you crack that grill. It's almost automatic that you yeah. touch it about twice a week.
0: Every trip, bro.
1: <laughs> but you know, my rule of thumb, you know, uh, when it, when it's on the grill, one thing I tell people, you know, like you said, you ain't never made a steak like this, you know, before. It's not really about, you know, the grilling skills. It's the consistency in the skills. You know what I mean? If I come and have some bomb-ass ribs, and it's for anybody with a food truck or, you know what I'm saying, somewhere in that field if I come and have a bomb ass meal, ribs or whatever, and I come back and they ain't the same, you know what I'm saying? They tough or the sauce is different it's runny or whatever. I'm be upset. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not coming back. You know what I mean? Because the consistency is, is the key. You know what I mean? So hopefully you can keep that consistency, um, Throughout, when you keep you know grilling this this summer, putting them steaks on. Now I'm gonna let you know if you send me a video and that thing ain't <laughs> dripping like water this time. I'm like, oh, bro, the consistency ain't there. Uh-oh. You know what? It's probably the craziest segue, and I know you usually Duke segues, but uh-oh, talking about consistency and on the subject of what we're gonna talk about, I gotta say this man was probably consistent as they came on both sides of the board. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Much respect, you know what I'm saying? Rest in uh, peace to the, you know what I'm saying? Late, great, uh, Kevin Samuels.
0: And
1: let's let's hop into it.
0: You say late, great. <laughs>
1: hey, I, 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 I'm not going to say I was a fan or like I listened to a lot of his stuff, but the things that I did heard or hear uh, should I say, <laughs> but, um, I, I can't say he wasn't spot on, you know, but what I can say is his delivery probably was the most untactful. um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? You could really give it, um, to say it in a, in a manner that, you know what I'm saying would probably be suitable for how he delivered his messages. Um, and I'm not going to say, you know, if I went back and listened to every single thing he said that I'm gonna agree a hundred percent with it. But, uh, some of the things he said, I think what he helped highlight on throughout the men and the women, uh, that he spoke with and uh, gave back constructive criticism too, is show that we can't take it when somebody's honest with us, whether their opinion is ours or not, you know what I'm saying? Whether, you know what I'm saying is tactful or not, constructive criticism and honest truth or hard opinions, you know, a lot of people can't take that these days. Go
0: ahead. See, but like, (laughs) I think constructive criticism is the wrong phrase to use. Not necessarily. Because in the way that he delivered, and I need to say this real quick, I have never sat and fully watched anything that he has. First off, I think the, the big thing that I, from what I've seen, the little bit that i've seen from social media clips is that i'm not his target audience his target audience appeared to be middle-aged single women and <laughs> i'm a middle-aged married man That is it's not me
1: real real quick real quick Go. don't want to interrupt too much but i don't want to leave that topic real quick but um i got uh a Facebook friend who shared a post, um, from another lady named Jillian Tinsley. And it's worth reading. Um, she said, since y'all can remember what Kevin said about the woman, let me help y'all, uh, reiterate some things he said about men. Number one, beta men with beta traits are not suitable for wives. They can't protect their women Two, unmarried men are looked up upon as unstable. Number three, men that date women with no intentions to marry are jokesters. Number four, men that are average are only subjected to get average or below average women. Number five, men that are average are own. No, men that don't make enough money to even provide for themselves. Shouldn't date number six. Men that have no leadership skills have no husband qualities. Number seven, women aren't the enemy. Socially awkward beta men need to work on their approach on meeting women. Number eight, men that are not in control of their emotions have no ability to be in control of a family. And she said, "Yes, I was a fan. I enjoyed learning about men that are healthy to be in my space and the ones I should keep away." Rest in peace, Kevin Sanders. I'm Jillian. So because we're not fans and because we didn't watch every episode, from my understanding, when he first started, that's how he got big is because he was after the men and and putting them together and giving them perspective on how to be out here treating women or per se how to, you know, get themselves together before inviting a woman into their space, so-called calling herself dating according to woman.
0: Hmm. Okay. But as so, media, you know
1: how that goes.
0: Well, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. See that one though. We ain't gonna blame the media at all on that.
1: No, I'm, no. What I'm saying is what was shared more was the stuff he said about women. You know what I'm saying? You didn't see a lot of, you didn't, you don't see a lot of his clips, you know what I'm saying, where he said things like that about the men. So that's what I say in media wise, you know, say so it was us who did it. It wasn't NBC or anything. I'm not saying like that. I'm just saying us who shared. you know, media, social media or different opinions. We shared what we thought we wanted everybody to see because that's what was shared mostly. Well, as far as what came, you know I'm saying, in front of my feed. Okay.
0: And, and and to be clear, when we say we share, we're not talking about Fred and Brad here. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> I don't think I shared nothing. <laughs> I don't
0: think you share nothing. I know, <laughs> I, know I ain't shared nothing from him. Um, man, that really kind of opens up a lot of discussion points there. So yeah. let me, I guess, let me rework, let me rework what I was going to say first. right? <laughs> Based on the things that I've seen, I was never his target audience. So I never had a massive uh, investment into anything that he was saying. Um, And it really seemed like, and to your point, where, where he got popular, where he grew was, you know, being controversial and really tearing down women. And, you know, I think one thing that we do. We said we try to do um, on this show is we amplify the voices of women um in, in many perspectives, um, check the archives. I'm not going to go through that, but um, yeah, it's really interesting that you present that, that you present that post. And it seems like his virality came at the expense of women. And why is that?
1: Well. I, I'm going to say one and I, I'm, I think this is going to be vague, but I I think it's accurate to, to say it in this way. Um, and no, I'm not trying to give it out to men, but generally speaking, the man is always the one bashed, they're always talked about, looked down upon you know it's just kind of the nature and way things go so i believe and it also shows the power that you know men have and and women too cuz they i think they helped with sharing it just because they didn't agree with his opinion and trying to put him in the spotlight um also helped it but to what i was saying is it was kind of to me, sometimes when you listen to some of those snippets or watch the episode, um, he was backing up men, you know what I'm saying, for the reason, saying that the reason some of the things that happening to women with some of the men they picked is not the man's fault. It's the woman's fault, because that's the men that she attracted or want or the expectation she had you know what i'm saying is a little beyond you know what i'm saying what reality is so i think in a lot of times we sh- you know it was shared or it was you know what I'm saying, it was it was you know pushed around because you actually had somebody standing up for the man you know what I'm saying in the situation showing how a lot of the blame is put on the man, but it's not always the man that's at fault. And I think that's how that got into that perspective of, you know, saying him, it looks like him bashing women or, you know, saying getting big off of other women's expense of how he talked to them, you know, saying some of the things he said to them. But I think in retrospect, you know what I'm saying, from the man perspective, it was more so, you know. Kind of how you be like, man, somebody had to say it. You know, somebody had to give the reality to, to what's going on because some people, some people, you know, are in a fairy tale of how they think they should, you know, live, or the type of man they should have, or that expectations they have on a man that, you know what I'm saying, is unrealistic for the type of person they are or the man that they attract. <laughs>
0: see and, and and to be fair to you you did say that it might be vague you did start off with that because like that sounds great in like uh in like a you know in a broad sense of view of this thing may have happened at this time but you know two or three days before he before the news came out that he had died um I remember seeing a post where he had said, and I'm and I'm paraphrasing to a point, but essentially the post was if you're over thirty-five and you're single, you're leftovers. Like that's not that's not defending men. That's just that's just being an asshole.
1: Yeah, and I mean
0: You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you, too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking design just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC.
1: Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Cause it, it it's crazy cause me and my, my lady was just having a, a discussion where we said, you know, sometimes the way people say things, you can't always assume how the other person is going to uh, take it. And I say that to say, you know, with that phrase you just said, if you look at it from the standpoint, most women want to be married, you know, by the time they're 30, settled down, husband, kids, whatnot. So in retrospect, for the ones who did get that dream or reality, the ones who did it, you know what I'm saying? In a sense, he's saying, Hey, you know what I'm saying? You just, your leftovers, you're, you know what I'm saying? You're the ones that, you know. The men who are married they didn't want, it. and I say that to say because a lot of because you know of a phrase that says, "Women marry who they can, and men marry who they want."
0: Who, who? You have to clarify
1: and, that one. So you know what I'm saying, and it's... gonna get
0: us canceled on this episode. Oh.
1: <laughs> Listen, it's it's. I,
0: and yes, and yes, I'm not saying. Know. I know last week I said cancel coaster is bullshit. That was a belt.
1: <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm not saying that I a hundred percent agree with it, but when you look at it, you know what I'm saying? Women not all women, you know what I'm saying, but y'all see the gold digger prank, you know what I'm saying, videos and whatnot. Not saying that some of them are staged, but some of those are real too. And and it kinda of shines a light into the situation where I don't blame women for, you know what I'm saying, wanna be taken care of and, you know what I'm saying, wanna, you know what I'm saying, not have to work or, you know what I'm saying, like being able to have nice things, but, and not, like I said, it's not all women, but for the women who are not making that type of money or putting in a type of work to make it to that type of level and is just looking to marry to that type of stature, are truly marrying who they can. If someone who wants them as a man is willing to take them on, you know what I'm saying, knowing that they live at this level, in a sense, you're saying, you know what I'm saying, I would give up certain things that I usually would be like, nah, you know, I want this type of man or that type of man. If it's going to mean I don't have to work, I'm taken care of, you know, so I'm not going to have to want for nothing. A woman will settle for a man, you know what I'm saying, that can provide for them and do those things versus, you know, going out there, being ambitious, independent, and going after what they want and finding a man that matches the quality and traits that they have and both of them, you know, coming together on mutual grounds.
0: So... (laughs) Y'all know this by now, those of you that are listening, we don't plan. We don't rehearse anything. So I'm kind of feeling the way this conversation is going now. I didn't expect it to go this way. Probably should have had a woman on this episode. Didn't necessarily know it's going to go this way. So that is my apologies. Um, that said, we're already here. Um, and the reason why I say that is because at this point, you know, neither one of us are really qualified to say, you know what a woman is, and I said really qualified, that's the, the absolute wrong phrase to use. Neither one of us are qualified at all to say what a woman can would want or what a woman can have or anything like of that nature. You know, I think what you're describing is a is a is a white patriarchal sense of that America was, was bred on that we were told that this is the way that the family works. And I, I think it was never that case. And I think that, you know, really in these days and times we're we're accepting that th- more and more, that that's not the case. You know, I don't think that... Well,
1: it's definitely not the case in time now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Of far as I'm talking how, like you said, that setup was where the women stayed home, took care of the house and all that, and men went and worked. And, you know, what I'm saying it's definitely, it's not set up for you to be able to do that now.
0: Well, yeah. and and I say that to say that it's not necessarily that, that it's not set up. That, I mean, yes, our economy, and, and our our structure makes it impossible, essentially. <laughs> um, um, but but the what what I'm saying is is that women have always had dreams, um, whether it be to To work, to 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 be athletes, to be doctors, to to do whatever, and, and and you know raising a family is often a part of that. So I think that, um. I think that the things that you're saying would apply to a very specific type of woman, you know, and I don't think that's necessarily all women or even most women. I'm not going to
1: say it, it pertains to a specific type and I, I'm not going to say it pertains to all women, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to say it pertains the most or the least, you know what I'm saying? I sometimes believe, you know, it can either be situational or, or sociable. You know what I'm saying? In a sense of, in a situation where, you know, you know, woman, you know, is burnt out. She's been out here in the field working and whatnot and wants to change the pace of things and an opportunity like that arise, you know what I'm saying? she's like, you know what, I've been doing this, this long. I'm burnt out, you know what I mean? I'm cool with it. But at the same time sociable, you know, it could also be where I kick it with these type of women. And so, you know whether they all come from different walks of life and are all different, but they still, you know what I'm saying, kind of, I'm not gonna say revolve around the same thing, but have the same basis. And so in a sociable setting where, you know what I'm saying, these are the type of people you're around or to act like this, you know what I'm saying, you act like this. And I think a lot of times like certain celebrities, you know what I'm saying, influence that, you know what I'm saying, by some of the things they say or do and, and make women feel like, you know, it's kind of like the same with men and aspect of want to be, you know what I'm saying, on a certain statue of celebrities, you know what I'm saying, because of the things they see on TV or the things they see they have, they have. It would be in the same sense for women, you know what I'm saying, watching some celebrity wives and different things that, you know what I'm saying really made it to that level, but haven't put in that type
0: of work. See, I just feel like we have way more Andrea's out here than, than others. Like, you know, and I'm I going agree. back, I'm, I, you, know, you know, one thing that Andrea said was when we interviewed her, um, you know, she said, shout out to Andrea, um, um she said and i'm paraphrasing to a point because i'm just thinking of this top of my head but she said that she was a stay-at-home mom for a while and she was like mm, this isn't what i want to do i want to sit around uh, not i want to sit around i'm sorry but she wants to get around and move and she had to figure out what that passion was and that passion became her photography and then within that was the was the boudoir photography and i'm probably not saying that word correctly but mm, <laughs> um but like i just think that there's Way more of her, and she probably would have been perfect to, to have on. To talk. I was gonna that. mention
1: her earlier, but it's cool. Either way, it's gonna come out.
0: Shout out, Andrea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you might have to run a part two, Andrea. <laughs>
0: um, and and so, I mean, you know, for, for me, and another thought that I've had for a while is, is that so, like, you read that post from Janine Janice Tilly. Jillian jillian sorry you read that post and it was saying that hey here's the things that he said about men and it's this list of things right and i feel like whenever there's a polarizing individual we try to um whenever there's a polarizing individual we try to like list the good things but the amount of good things that you do like it's not quantitative versus qualitative
1: them the right two words all right
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's the 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 amount of things you do don't necessarily match the weight of the things you do so i look at um and and you know top of mind reference is always with me y'all know who i am by now it is what it is i remember um after after President Trump lost the 2020 election, I remember seeing this post from a friend of mine on Facebook who, you know, is, is a Republican pro-Trump. And it was like this list of pictures of Donald Trump signing uh a bill or whatever, or his face was smile or something like that. And it was all this lit is this this great list of bills that he added that he did in his four years of president. So it's like, oh, he did this, he did this, he did this, he did this. And it was like good stuff. It was like animal rights type stuff and things of that nature. It's all good stuff. And the whole idea was, the whole theme of this post was to say, he did all of this stuff, but you guys really just focused in on the bad, but he did all of this. And my response is, is the weight doesn't equal the amount. You could tell me like, the, a great list of things that he did but like it's also the same guy that said when there was a white nationalist riot in Virginia in Charlottesville Virginia it's the same guy that said hey there was actually good people on both sides um it was like it's the same guy that during a debate on national tv was told to denounce a white supremacist group and he said well, stand back and stand by instead of saying I denounce white supremacy so it's like I think about, like, you could tell me this list of, like, Kevin Samuels things that he did. And that list might be great. And that list might be more. There might be more things on that list of good than there are on that bad list. But if you're just an asshole, it's going to have a bigger impact. Yeah,
1: but, you know, sometimes you got to take, take what the person's saying. You know what I'm saying? And not just always take the person, you know what I mean? Sometimes we get too wrapped up in who the person is. You know what I'm saying? That's saying it because at the same time, some of the stuff that these, these people say, your mama, auntie, uncle, brother, and sister saying the same damn thing you ain't heard them once. And they, they just nice as they can be and, and, and whatnot, but because the way it came off from this person who assumed not to know you from a can of paint, and you feel like they're judging you when they just really telling you the same thing everybody else around you is telling you.
0: Yeah, but if you don't deliver a message right, you can't deliver a message effectively. Every Every preacher, every preacher that you know could come out in front of you and say, you go in the hell, and <laughs> what you gonna do? You will laugh because it's gonna sound funny, right? That's not gonna make you wanna. That's not gonna make you wanna change your life. It's not gonna make you wanna do anything. It, it's, and I'm using you know religion as a, as the example, but I mean that's probably a perfect example. So many people resent the church and resent religion because the way that the message is delivered. That they resent the church because. Of the things that they've heard people say about in the past about gay people and and gay sex and and all sorts of th- things are, and and there's all sorts of the way that the message has been delivered is I a big reason why people turn away from like Christianity.
1: I think it's both ways. I, I think you're 100 right, but that's in all things. It's not all like I said. It's not it's the person, but it's also the way it's delivered because you got that's what I'm you saying. Got, you got two math teachers. But I learned better from this one than this one. This one, I I just can't get it. But this one, teaching me the same thing, but the way they, they, you know what I'm saying, make me relate to to understand it, I get it from. They teach the same subject, but not each person, not everybody, everyone's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, okay, his approach was horrible, so he can't deliver a message to the people who doesn't like his approach. Because there is people that say, hey, the way he delivers is kind of complex, but I still, you know what I'm saying, can agree or in some parts I could disagree. You know what I'm saying? I can understand where he's coming from. Like, and that, that's where I think, like, even with church or anything else, sometimes we just too wrapped up in, you know what I'm saying, the person. But like I said, it could be the way the person's delivering it. But, you know what I'm saying, it for somebody you they might need that aggressive, you know, just raw, uncut. You know what I'm saying? And, and for others, they might just be like, uh, you ain't even talk to me like that.
0: I remember back in early 2012, I was working at Target Mobile with this guy named Fred. He was my manager. And uh, it was a slow day. And uh, a guy walks up, walks past the kiosk. And goes to the prepaid section and me pretty young in the game i was i said to this customer you know your service sucks right (laughs) (laughs) and that was your exact reaction you bust out (laughs) laughing and what you said to me was i understand what you're trying to do but delivering the message in that format ain't gonna work you got to be able to help your customers understand
1: Hey, listen, but I also understood who my customers was and who my clientele was, because if I'm not mistaken, I told you about a time in 2011, before I came, um, a manager at target mobile and my manager, uh, white man, Justin Chikowski, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Justin for help. You know what I'm saying? Moving the brother
0: up, giving him the role. Shout out to Justin. <laughs> he we're here. Uh, you the reason why what's happening is happening. Hey, <laughs> I'm
1: telling happening? you. <laughs> but you know, the thing was where we was at. It, it was kind of crazy because we were in a a mixed culture town with probably majority white. I would say. Oh, it was already
0: white, but we had everything and that But because
1: of Cedar Point, you know,
0: everything. <laughs>
1: they brought every denomination you can think of, every culture, just it didn't matter. Listen, so
0: Listen, go go uh build a character on the Sims. Hit the randomize button. We can find you a person just like that in Sandusky. It don't matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Straight up. So, you know, The thing was though, it would be times that I would sit there at the kiosk, my, my manager at the time, he would, you know, walk off or be shopping, smoke break, whatever it was. And it'd be a, a older Caucasian, you know what I'm saying? Human there. I don't know if it's male or female, whatever, but older Caucasian there. And I, Hey, how you doing today? Can I help you anything particular? You know, if you have any questions, I'm here. I'd be more than glad to help. And say nothing else. My boss would be walking back. And so I'll walk off from the kiosk and I'll signal to him like, Hey, you know, they won't bite. He'll walk straight up and say, Hey, can I help you? They're like, yeah. Uh, what phone is this? Like, I didn't say nothing to him at all. And he would finish the sale. And when it was over, you know what I'm saying? We either put in my name or we split it because I engaged them. But just because of who they were. They wasn't feeling me. I didn't do nothing wrong to them. I didn't know them. So in the same token, yeah, I told you, you know, hey, I see what you were trying to achieve, but some people are just not going to accept your message no matter what, because of who you are.
0: But that's not an excuse to be an asshole.
1: Hey, there's never an excuse to be an asshole, but we do it. You know what I'm saying? There's times that any and that, you can't tell me there's not a time you haven't been an asshole. There's not a time you've done something intentional that you knew was asshole-ish. Like there's nobody that's going to tell me in this world that they've never been an asshole.
0: I, I'm not arguing with you there, but I'm not understanding your point anymore.
1: Because he an <laughs> asshole, what I'm saying is because he's an asshole, he, he can't deliver a message. He can't say how he feel. You know what I'm saying? And and to me, you know, one thing is, now I know where you will agree at, no matter how much an asshole he was, no matter what he said bad is it right for these folks to get out here and be an asshole with their opinion speaking on this man after his death? Oh, but we don't want to talk about that, huh?
0: That was the whole reason why I brought it up.
1: <laughs> I already knew where we would go. You know what I mean? We detour like we do always, but <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know what I'm saying. But I mean, let's
0: be honest. So this man died, and Twitter was a dark place to be.
1: Yeah, because if they did that shit on Facebook, they ain't never get their fucking account back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw some memes on Facebook. I saw some memes. But on Twitter? woo it's,
1: it's free over there, y'all.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. Lord, it was just the, the meanest thing. I mean, some people were saying, like, you know, excuse me. And, like, all right, I'm going to play this role. I'm going to play this role, too, again. I, I, I'm going to bring back President Trump. When he got COVID, people were on his ass, ready to go. Like, aha, you see what you're getting now? I remember somebody was like, oh, it was the China virus before, but now that you got it, now it's COVID-19. I remember hearing all of that. And I remember I made a post on my Facebook and I said, we cannot wish death on this man. I know he ain't, he a jerk. I remember, and I'm paraphrasing, but... It was, you know, I know he's a jerk. This is, no, nah, like, you can't wish death. And I remember my comments, people were just like, essentially, they were just like, nah. Yeah, fuck
1: what you talking about, bro. Uh, they not going.
0: And I remember one person was like, I hope he doesn't die. I hope he gets, like, I think one person said they hope he gets, like, right to the brink so he can understand and change his ways. Like, they wanted him to like, get as sick as possible, come back, and have a different tune. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just like, yo, like that
1: shows people true, you know what I'm saying? Feelings or, or intuitions inside because these ain't just thoughts because he just died. These are thoughts way before
0: that. You know, and I wonder, um, I wonder if it's from a multitude of things. I wonder if it's from one, we have, so much exposure to each other, to the news. Thanks to the, we, and we've talked about this before, the social media, the internet. You've got a phone in your hand or in your pocket. You can pretty much find some level of information to everything that you want to find out, true or not, right? And so I was having a conversation with someone um, recently, they were, we were talking about like, Elections and things of that nature, and I had said to this person that if, in hindsight, like me understanding who I am now in 2004, 2004 was I turned 18 that year, that was the first year I was legally able to vote. Um, I wonder if I would have voted for George Bush. I voted for John Kerry, that was his name,
1: yeah,
0: that was his name. I voted for whoever the Democratic nominee was. I'm 18, Um, you grow up in an all-black neighborhood, Democrat, Democrat. You go up in the North, all-black, vote Democrat. And I remember that year, I've shared the story with somebody, with a couple people. Um, I asked my grandmother, um, my my dad's mother, um, I asked her who she voted for. And she said she voted for Bush. And I was like, "Why?" <laughs> I was just shocked, like, why? And she literally said to me, oh, "I never last for me." I never get. She said, "You know, he started the job. I'm gonna just let him finish it." Mm. And I was like, "All right." And I just wonder, like, looking back, because, like, I remember, based off the things that we would hear and see, um, I remember having a disdain for. President Bush and now as I've gotten older I gotta kind of look back at his presidency and I wonder hmm he kind of went through some stuff there um and not necessarily made the best decision but then like I look what I say is, is' like I wonder if if he if we would have had the advances in technology today, or, I'm sorry, back then that we have today, would he have received the same level of vitriol as a President Trump or as a Joe Biden? He probably gets the Joe Biden level of uh, vitriol. I don't know if he'd get the, the Trump vitriol. Trump is his own animal. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that's a hard one to get to. Uh... But so I wonder if the ex- the constant exposure. Um, like I said, I talked about it last week when I was talking about Trump, how I subscribed to his tweets every morning 6 6.30 to 7 a.m. I saw what he was talking about every day. And so what I also kind of realized is that by me subscribing to him, and I just really having this thought just in the last week, I was choosing to start my day with that source of negativity. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so what I'm saying is that, like, it wasn't an option. I had to turn the TV on, and we didn't have cable in 2002 and 2003. So, like, I wasn't watching it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. plus, I'm, I mean, plus, I was in high school. But, like, um, I wonder if the exposure – well, not I wonder. I know that the constant exposure makes you – we know too much about each other and, and about celebrities and about politicians and things of that nature, which creates this greater disdain for them. Um, I think that's part of the problem, why you see that, that, that hatred, that vitriol, that, um, you know, one, number two, um, iron sharpens iron, and that is mostly meant in a positive sense, but it's also meant in a weird way, where, um, if more people are being negative, it's easier for you to just go, go further down the rabbit hole and be more negative, and then, um, The uh, the other thing uh, is I wonder if there's something, and it might be a different, it might be an extra episode, but I wonder if people are, you know, kind of had, they're fed up with turning the other cheek.
1: See, now. (laughs) Look, so I don't think it's, people fed up with turning the other cheek or even having a blind eye to things, if you would say I I really think where um there's no there's no respect for the the hierarchy. I think back in in our Time of growing up, there were certain levels of respect that you gave certain individuals because of sometimes just their age. It didn't have to be because you knew more. You know what I'm saying? Because they were um you know, this person to the family. It was that if this person look to be my age or above, you better show some respect. Because if it get back to me that you didn't, that's your ass. And and now, you know, we grow up in a time that's a little different.
0: Your Router's giving us some issues, Brody. You cutting in and out a little bit there. Dang, my bad. But, you know, but hey, I listened to an ESPN podcast the other day, and they had all kinds of skips and everything going through it. If ESPN can put out something choppy, y- y'all better not use that to try to hate on what's happening. <laughs> oh, man, like
1: listen, <laughs> yeah, but I guess everybody have issues there now with me and huh? So my man, bad, for, come on, my bad for the technical difficulties. but time now where you know. There, there's, there's no level of respect. They will talk to you as you're all on the same level. And, that, and at some point, I think that's fair, but at another point, I think there still has to be some level of respect, you know, and, and even though with what Kevin Samuel doing, you know what I'm saying, anybody that talked to him, I feel like you should be on a one level to level, like whatever. However you feel like coming across to him, you should be able to do in that manner in the same manner that he's coming across to you, if you feel, you know what I mean? Because of the dialect that you guys are engaging in. But, you know, other than that, you know, where we're at with this and and why we have the issues we're having, you know what I'm saying, where people, you know what I'm saying, are having no, you know no respect i guess to to that level of you know who
0: the person is so respect has to be mutual though it has to be and like it does I think it, that's that's the other thing too. It's like people aren't letting people talk talk to you crazy in any kind of way just because you old no more. And it never should have been that way. It never that should've. was that was toxic. And like that kind of goes back to you know what I was saying in in Ashley's episode with um with when I was talking about my relationship with with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like um you know it was I I have cousins that are. I have a large family. My great grandparents had, had 14 children, seven boys and seven girls. And each one of them had an average of three or four kids at least. My grandmother had two and my aunt had two. And I think they had the fewest amount of children. Mm-hmm. Um, so that said, I got a lot of cousins and um, a lot of them are older than me. I have a cousin who is in her seventies. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I I'll, I'll be 36 next month. Uh right. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like she was a whole grown woman with kids by the time um I was born. And and so I, I, I say all that to say is like I've got some cousins that are significantly older than me that went by the names of uncle and auntie because they yeah. was too, they was too old to be getting called by their regular name.
1: Indeed. You know. We all, we all got them.
0: And so what's funny is, is that so uh you know a couple of my cousins, um Linda and Dwight. Linda was when I was a little kid, Linda was auntie Linda, and Dwight was Uncle Dwight. Now Dwight and I we reconnected a couple of years ago. And I was like, Hey, what's going on, cousin? And he was like, Well, you know, I'm your uncle. And I was like, No, nah, you my cousin. He's like, No, I'm your uncle. I was like, No, remember. My mama's your cousin, therefore, you my cousin. He's like, Oh, I'm your cousin. <laughs> <laughs> but he the first 10 years or so, he he, he heard me call a little So he and it's so many of us in this family. Right. I don't necessarily blame him, But what I'm saying is, is that like we were like to your point, we were told that like respect comes with age, and it doesn't, not to say that I would have. <laughs> disrespected my cousin Dwight by calling him Cousin Dwight when I was four instead of Uncle Dwight when I was four. But what I'm saying is, is that you are, like, we're at this point now where it's like, the respect doesn't come with age. I'm gonna treat you like a human because you deserve to be treated like a human. Now, exactly, there is a certain point where, you know, I do think that as an elder, that, you know, certain elders are just going to just, okay, This is how I want to say it. There's a difference between demanding respect and commanding respect. Who you are and how you carry yourself will command respect automatically. You don't have to ask for it, you don't have to demand it, and nobody needs to tell me that I need to respect you because of who you are and what you've done. It's going to be the way you approach yourself. If Kevin Samuels would have given himself, would have presented his information in a more positive light, He would have commanded the respect, but he did not. And so that is not saying it's the right thing to do, but his actions have caused the reactions in his death, which, by the way, no reliable news source has confirmed this yet. What? That he's dead. And it's been like four days. No, I'm pretty sure they
1: confirmed that he's
0: dead. Bro. No like legit news source has confirmed this. I've seen it from like the the most legit news source that I can confirm is Mark Lamont Hill, who uh used to write New York for... Times
1: says Kevin Samuels, a polarizing YouTube personality, dies at fifty-seven.
0: Okay. All right, I stand corrected. When did they when did they put that out there? New York Times?
1: Yeah, but you know, they're not gonna let you read so much of
0: it. Um, what's the date? It's all I want to know,
1: <laughs> May, May 7th.
0: Oh, so two days ago. All right, and it's been all right, so that's on me, that's on me. But, um, I hadn't seen it from any like, real, I've only seen it on like Twitter. People saying, like, yeah, he died. I heard he died doing this, I heard he died single and alone. It just mm, I, mm. um, but. It is, you know, that's what I was saying. It's his actions, the way he conducted himself, the way he presented himself, that's what causes reaction. And I mean, he doesn't get to be respected because he was 56. You get respect based on how you how you act and in so- in, uh, how you conduct yourself in, in society.
1: Well, and here, here's the thing though, you know, and you're hundred percent correct, you know, but you gotta also, I think in this thing, you know, he really didn't have to give respect because for one, you are asking him for relationship advice. You should be talking to a psychologist or a therapist or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, you asked no. someone for relationship advice. No. So, you know what I'm saying? And then when you're asking him for advice, you know, you don't like what they say, you know what I mean? Like, you have the right to to say what you want. And that's what, like, I think people was expecting him to, you know what I'm saying, just give this, like, like, to me, I, I don't know, like, to me, like, it was like, I couldn't gather why people really was going to him for relationship advice. Like, that's, that's what I didn't understand.
0: See and like ooh, oh, that's probably in a whole nother episode because the the only people that I could see potentially interested in him and in, in his information are kind of desperate. I am I am surprised <laughs> by how many men I saw on my feed, men that I know, and that I think are overall like upstanding men um I mean people are like man this was a good dude and, and it's just like everybody and this is another whoo this is another thought that I've had I jokingly told myself today while driving home I'm gonna write a book it's gonna be called 140 characters or less and it's gonna be about why our society uh chooses to be so reductive on information and you know, a lot of people that I saw were just like, man, this is all he was trying to do. This is all he did. This is all he said. And it's like, that's not all he said, bro. Like, you're not telling the whole story.
1: See, and that's the thing, like I said at the beginning. I don't know what all he said. I I ain't listened to, you know saying I'm saying. I, I, I can't tell you that I listened to a full episode. I might have, you know what I'm saying, not, you know what I mean, knowing that I've sat down. on, scrolling through Facebook and probably caught a clip and watched it. But I don't know if that was a full episode or, or what, how he really do, you know what I'm saying? I just seen little pieces and you know what I'm saying? I know that there's people that agree with him people that don't, you know what I mean? Me personally, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I really don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like it didn't, it didn't have nothing to do with me to me, you know, I felt like if you knew what he was doing and what he's saying and how he's talking to folks, and you decide to get up there, I guess, thinking you finna be different or something of the nature,
0: that's on you. And you know what it what it really comes down to is the way you build an audience. The way you build a following for anything that you want to do podcasting social media influencer politician whatever it's almost never rooted in truth we live in a society where truth doesn't matter anymore and all that matters is is can you make people feel something you make people feel something and if you can make them feel it in 140 characters or less, <laughs> yeah. um, then that's all you got to do. And so I just the little bit that I have seen from him, super uninterested, toxic. Even if it was like, whatever, like just. Even if I was single, I know. Like there's just nothing that I saw from him that that made me think, hmm, this guy said something to me that makes sense. I just I never saw it. And the amount of people that have that have that the amount of men that I've seen on my feed amplifying it, saying, you know, this is all he did. You know, this dude was a great, he was a good dude. He was trying to help out our community. I'm just like, really? Him? Him? I, mm, I don't know. And maybe I'm just never gonna be the target audience, but I just don't see who is. Who would I I, I just don't see it.
1: Well, I mean, part of it we already know. Um, sex sales, you know what I'm saying, disrespect sales, uh meaningfulist things so like so and even though it would never happen because we're just really not the type of people but if we would have took and one of those episodes and reversed it to something like him we probably would have already blown up sad <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I I hate to say that but it you know what I mean that's the society we live in you know what I mean? That's the shit they want to share. Man. That's the stuff they want to say. You know what I mean? They want to be able to downplay it or, or talk about somebody else and, and try to drill them for why they're not something.
0: And you you know how you know I'm a Kanye fan, right? <laughs> I remember there was this thing, there was this post that came out, um, and I never bothered to look into it, but basically what it was, this was like 2020 um Kanye is like supporting had came out and supported trump and then he was running for president and all this kind of stuff and blah 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 and somebody had done some digging and again I, I didn't do any digging behind it so it could have all been factually incorrect but the sentiment behind the post was is that he had donated money to uh pro-black causes and 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 pro and you know like. HBCUs and pro women causes and democratic uh, causes, and he had donated to a couple of democratic campaigns, and he had not donated to a single Republican campaign. And the whole sentiment was of that post was is that Kanye was actually publicly playing the fool, but privately looking out for us. I can be wrong, right? But like. Y- y- what you just said, just, you know, made that happen in my mind. And, no, it's just a- and it was, he got the conversation going. And maybe he worked in reverse somehow, some way. I don't know how valid that is, but that would be funny if he was just like, actually, when he when he, when he, he he was saying whatever he wanted to say when he's, off his, his, uh, when he's not taking his medicine. <laughs> I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm not saying that to make fun of mental illness, but that would be interesting is that, like, he, he's doing these things and maybe, or maybe he's using his mental illness to get away with saying these things. Um, but deep down, he he he's working hard on the background, the things that we don't see. Who knows?
1: You never know. And I mean, a lot of times that's usually, you know, how it go. We, we take what is put out there in front of us and we run with it. A lot of time, no one does research. No one checks the facts. You know what I'm saying? No one, you know what I mean, follows up. It's always about what's in front of us.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of what's in front of us, it's a terrible segue. You got all the good segues today. <laughs> but yeah. in the future, we are going to do, and this is news to Fred. We're going to do an Ask Us Anything episode. It's going to be y'all going to be able to send us questions on anything. Ask us about our families. Ask us about how we grew up. Ask us anything. It's going to be called Ask Us Anything. So to participate in this episode, hit us on the Facebook socials or on the socials, either Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Hit the DM. What's happening? W H U S H A T T N I N. And, uh, or you can send an email to what's happening at gmail.com. Send us your questions. And once we get some questions, we're going to do an episode of Ask Us Anything. You'll be anonymous. I won't be like, marge want to know Fred why you <laughs> ain't like take the trash out on Tuesday. I ain't gonna do that. You <laughs> might
1: be the one to say, hey, and you better say who it was too. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> you you know I ain't lying so <laughs>
0: you ain't told a single lie
1: <laughs> so yeah she don't care if she gotta say it she gonna say it she'll come out here in the middle of the podcast and, and she's gonna express herself if she feels the need to express herself
0: and then she gonna say Bradley you better not edit it out either <laughs>
1: <laughs> facts love my baby dearly though you know hey. what
0: I'm saying <laughs> hey. love my sister love my sister um, yeah
1: yeah, it's always news to me. I'm the Segway king. I thought about that. Like, man, I always, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just, my analogy, sometimes they, they fit. My Segways is good, so I might take over that.
0: You using you your bag today. You You <laughs> Y'all know. Hit us on the socials. At What's Happening. DM us with your questions or email us with your questions for the future Ask a City Thing episode. Follow me at artificial Swag. I ain't really been on social media this week. I ain't changed your name yet. Like I said, I'm going to change your name, but I'm going to change your name. Yeah. Follow me uh, Twitter or TikTok. I might open up Instagram. I might open up Instagram. Uh, follow Fred, Mr. Don't Humble underscore beginnings. I need to change my name. No, I <laughs> <laughs> And follow the show uh, what's happening uh, I'm also on Clubhouse so hit me up there you on Clubhouse too Fred?
1: yeah I am
0: I don't know my name right now so I- I'm gonna have it in the show notes and if Fred yeah. sent me his on time I'll have his in the show notes as well leave us a 5 star rating subscribe to the show so you can get notified when we do new episodes every Wednesday and leave us a review, tell a friends about us Tell her friends. Tell your friends about (laughs) her. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. You do things your own way. You make things your own, just the way you like them. Your bank should do that for you, too. The Bank of Clark is the bank for that. From banking to lending to wealth management, when you need financial services built just for you, we're the bank for that. Find out what banking design just for you is all about. Call 1-800-650-8723. Visit your local Bank of Clark branch today or go to bankofclark.bank. That's bankofclark.bank. We're the bank for that. Member FDIC.